the Kutufan Anatomy podcast. This is um, season one called Basics of Anatomy. And after episode one, which focused actually on what is anatomy, this is going to be episode two, which is going to focus on the body donors, actually the other part of anatomy, not the one side that is holding the scalpel, but the other side. I have again um, Pete with me here today. Hey, Sebastian. Hey, Pete. Thank you very much for joining me in this podcast. And um, Pete, when we when we talked multiple times about the body donors, um, it's I, I realized sometimes you have some specific questions about these body donors and 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 how we interact with them and where they come from right i, can, I can't really recall but um but you always had so interesting questions and i would like really the audience to to participate in this discussion so that actually they can hear your thought process and that most basically one of the first questions was where do the bodies come from and is that the same as the organ donation checkbox on my id yeah, true. I, I also have this ID now. Since I live in the US, I also have this ID and I see these, this organ donor checkbox. And um, the, the simple answer is, is no, it's, it, it's not the same. And the basic difference between these two is organ donation refers to the aspect that the organs of an organ donor will be explanted and then they will be implanted in a living individual and help a living individual to survive for instance like um like lungs and heart transplants or like kidneys so living tissue is being explanted from an organ donor and this will be implanted via different surgical procedures into another living individual so that means the tissue itself is never ever really dead it is alive constantly and all the time and as opposed to this it is the body donor for anatomical purposes for this specific type of donation which is also donation it's a it's a willed donation is that um, the respective individual while alive informs themselves about what is happening with body donation and then while alive they take the will decision that they want to donate their body after they're not alive anymore to um, research education and the improvement of clinical practice and this is really remarkable when you think about it first of all you need to accept that at some point you're going to die I mean, I personally, I don't think about this on a daily basis, and I'm sure you also don't think about it, right? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and these people, and it, you cannot imagine this this greatness in their thoughts. So while alive, these people think about, well, at some point they will die, and they accept the fact that death is a part of life. So it's just a continuous thing, like being born, getting married, having birthdays, and yeah, at some point the body is going to die and that individual as well and so what is happening is that these individuals realize that they don't live in that body anymore after they die it's really like um you like you live in an apartment for a certain while and then you move to another apartment so you just leave that apartment and um and while alive they think about this condition and they think about oh but my body can still do something good 
and then they sign up in person in most of the cases um, and they sign up in person for this and then after they die the body is available for research education and the advancement of clinical practice and and, and such an interesting thing because because sometimes um, when when uh, I do courses or I teach multiple times the question comes up is yeah is that really ethical what you're doing is because you cutting these people open you take off the skin you detach some body parts I mean these are really gross things which normally not really ever is being talked about but these body donors this is actually what they wanted they signed up for this because they want to help the living with their gift and through their body donation they really want to help them and and people like myself or like other um, physicians and clinic practitioners they use that gift they use that gift for teaching purposes i mean i use the body to teach students to make them better physicians later on so they understand where's the nerve where's this artery or even physicians they train continuously on body donors to become better for instance when they want to practice a very complicated type of surgery which is not very frequently performed then they practice this on body donors to the benefit of the living so it's kind of they really improve and help clinical practice through this one and a part and the, the third part of this is of course research i mean research this is what we frequently do on body donors because then you can do some certain procedures and repeatedly and constantly in very um in a very specific setting which is kind of standardized which you normally don't have in a clinical setting but in a research laboratory setting under specific conditions you can always repeat the same condition and the same experiment and this allows you to draw valid conclusion in the research so this is kind of what happens with the body donors and and also sometimes i get a question yeah but well, what about what about then a past i mean in the past they had families they had feelings and yes every body donor had a family it was the beloved grandma, the beloved parent, the beloved grandpa of someone. They had feelings, they experienced joy, sadness, love. They experienced all of this. They were human beings and this has to be respected. And it has to be respected in a very strict way. This is why, for instance, in my courses, I always tell them the body donor has to be respected. For instance, I don't want anyone to take photos and to post that on social media. This is for respect of the body donor. And even when people enter the room, I always take care that every donor is covered and that the, the personality of each individual, of each body donor is respected. Because this is very important to me. Because again, it's such an incredible gift to think about death, to accept that death happens, and then to give away to others their own body i mean it's, it's just incredible i mean sometimes you just you know when someone asks you for a pen hey can you give me a pen and you give away the pen then it's one thing but giving away the own body into someone else's custody i mean that's a total different level and it cannot be appreciated cannot be respected it cannot we cannot be more grateful than for such a gift than this yeah um, that's a really good point. 
so much of, of learning is about doing. And if you don't have access to do and perform the techniques and tasks in your anatomical education, it becomes very difficult. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it. Honestly, I cannot express more gratitude than I already did, and I do this constantly. And and for me, it it starts. And even how we name this, a lot of people use this this term cadavers, which is totally fine. It's called cadaveric research. This is how it normally used. But I rather prefer the term body donor. It's it's in my personal opinion, it's more respectful and it's it just starts with this, how you address them. And then of course it goes into multiple, multiple other um ways to show respect for the body donors. But it's it's such an incredible gift that, that it cannot be valued and expressed enough. And apart from that, when you do this a couple of times, like I did it in my past career, is um, is to see anatomical variations. And you said very correctly, it's um, one side of the body can look different than on the other side. And and I tell this very frequently to um, to my students and also to participants in my courses. Um, when I show them something and I tell them, look here. In this body donor, we have a total different variation than we normally would expect. And then sometimes also to my students, I tell them, well, look at this. In this body donor, the anatomy did not follow the graphic illustration in the anatomy book. And then um, what are you going to do? Will you not perform the surgery or the dissection because the body donor's anatomy did not follow the book anatomy? Of course not. You will do it and as a surgeon you'll have to do the procedure but the understanding and the knowledge to expect the unexpected anatomy i think this is the beauty about working with life donors and appreciating the gift and understanding what it truly means because in this digital time we can always work with models graphic illustration 3d projections augmented reality we can work with a lot of different things but the body donor is still the gold standard because as um one of my first mentors in anatomy that was pretty long time ago back in uh, in, in austria um my mentor said sebastian the body donor is always right and it took me quite a while to understand but in the end of the day it's absolutely true i mean you cannot argue the facial artery is in that location that body donor and there is no no discussing with it it is what it is so understanding the body donor and understanding the message that every body donor is telling us this is crucial to implementing this in education in research and into clinical practice because this is what it is about we all not equal not all of us everybody is different and understanding and respecting this and valuing this this is really crucial when it comes to understanding working with body donors and with working with the body donors a big part of that must come from when they are still alive uh, what kinds of decisions go into that as either as a singular body donor or the family I think the decision to becoming a body donor is not a single person decision. Of course, everybody can take the decision at some point, but um, the the process of death and the 
grief afterwards and the ceremonies after like having a proper funeral or other ceremonies that are being done across the globe depending on the different ethnic and cultural background these procedures are being made and performed to some extent also for the families for the loved ones that are still alive to part in their ways with the individual that died so the decision of becoming a body donor is in some parts an individual decision but it's actually always a decision that has to be taken in consideration with families that means you need to discuss this decision with families and everybody needs to agree on because it's not only about what the body donor wants is about what the family and how these decisions are being made and it happens also sometimes that while alive um, certain aspects are being um, agreed to and the contract is signed and then after a couple of years there is a change in opinion which is absolutely fine and has to be respected and then the contract the written contract that is once um, signed can be changed or the body donor can decide, no, I don't want to be a body donor anymore. This can also be changed. So it's nothing nothing fixed and final while alive. And the body donor's decision always has to be respected. And the family also has to be always incorporated into all discussions that are being made. Controversial question. I've always felt it important to do whatever I can, whether it's donate blood, donate my hair for cancer patients, which... Looking at me now, you'd never knew I had long hair at all. If this is such a critical part and everybody should contribute to the growing medical knowledge that is needed, why isn't this something that is something that the government or the medical community would require and then something that if you have issue with, you opt out of? All bodies are considered for donation or organ donation if that is also an option. Well, this is, this is a very good question. It's a difficult question to answer. But um, let's look into examples from organ donation. For instance, an organ donation, for instance, as you mentioned on your ID, it's an opt-in rule in terms of you need to opt in to become an organ donor. And by opting in, it's a willed decision. It's kind of, it's an, you consent to those aspects that in are involved into that decision and it's an opt-in aspect um, in other countries in the world for instance like in austria for organ donation it's an opt-out mm. so that means the government takes the decision for you and says um, everybody is an organ donor unless you opt out and of course the number for organ donations in those countries is increased as opposed to in those countries like it is in the u.s for opt-in the decision was made, it has to be a willed decision. It has to be a willed decision. That means while alive, people need to sign up in person with a witness in the best of all worlds. And that is then the donation contract. And that donation contract at some point allows someone to become a body donor. Every reason that um, can be thought of needs to be respected. And if you don't know you always have to assume that the answer is no. Because it's much more fair and much more correct to say, this person is a body donor because that person wanted to be a body donor. Instead of, oh, I have a donor here and I don't know if that donor while alive actually wanted to be here. Maybe the person wanted to be regularly 
buried and have a regular funeral or having cremation or having other types of um, of funeral um, methodologies. But this is why in anatomy, and I'm very glad about this, is the fact that you have to opt in while alive. And I think it's a good way that we move towards this direction because it shows that everybody that contributes to education, medical research, and advancement of clinical practice, everybody really wanted to do so. So it's actually in the mindset of the donor that what we are doing is correct and it represents the will of that body donor. But I think at this point we're coming to an end of today's episode. I hope I answered all of your questions for today, Pete. Yes. And uh, looking forward to seeing what the listeners on the webpage add to the fray for the next few. Yeah, that is true. So my dear listeners out there, um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our portal at kotofananatomy.com and we are more than happy to answer your questions in the future podcasts. And with this, we would like to thank you very much for attention and we're going to listen us not see us listen us in one of the future podcasts thank you very much